This is Level Up Success Podcast with Neth and Truth. Hey, how you doing, friends and family? This is the Level Up Success Podcast. And welcome to another episode where we always bring knowledge and power to our guests. So tell me, Nate, how are we going to start this now? Hey, how you guys doing today, man? Um, I'm truly happy to say that we are we already uh, past the year point, basically, and we're about to join in the next season. So, uh, you know, I want to give you guys a shout out for, you know, helping us and, you know, making sure that we, uh, you know, keep consistent because, you know, we're doing this for you guys. At the end of the day. Yeah, definitely. It's been a fun year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, <clears throat> we have a new guest today. You know, we're about to uh, talk about something, you know, um, interesting today. I just want you guys to keep in mind that, you know, like we're here to level up the mindset. And, you know, like and one thing that I if there's one thing that I want you guys to get out of this is, you know, just to ask yourself one question. What is success? How do you define success? What is that for you? So, you know, um, we have, like I said, we have a new guest today. We're going to talk about what he does. But before that, um, would you like to give us uh, your name and background? Yeah, my name is Frank Walden. Um, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, but I got out of there and I moved over to Fort Lee, New Jersey. Okay. So here I am. All right. Cool, cool. Uh, so um, what is it that, that you do, Frank? So <laughs> a lot of people ask me this and I have to take about five minutes explaining afterwards, I'm called a Unix systems administrator. Okay. Um, it's like, or I'm also a Unix systems engineer. Um, okay. So what is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, tell me. So there's different operating systems that you put onto a computer. So there's Microsoft Windows, and then there's another one called Unix, and there's a variant kind of called Linux. Um, so that operating system is what I work on. Um, I configure it, I set it up, I connect it to the network, um, I install things on it, and it's a it's a fairly complicated operation to get it to behave, and that's why, as compared to Windows, they have a harder time finding people to do this. Um, do you know if um, working with the unit OS is more stable than Windows, and that's why a more business uses? I know what. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do understand. Yeah, yeah the, the it's it's super stable um, compared to Windows, and that's why a lot of the financial industry puts um, their main programs and applications on it because it has uptime of it can reach like what we call five nines, um, so 99.999% uptime. And you, you never have to turn it off. You almost never have to reboot it, and it keeps your applications in line. Oh, and with Unis, do you have to also keep with the update, like in Windows? Or? There are updates, but unlike Windows, the majority, the great majority of the updates don't require a reboot. Oh, oh wow, that's good. And you t- and you was also saying that when Linux is kind of similar or not, or it, it's close enough where an employer won't care if you know only known Linux or you only know Unix. Oh wow! Okay, because I know I, I'm familiar with the Linux, but Unix. If you know one, you'll have no problem with the other. Oh okay. 
I'm sorry, I'm like, I hope nah, I don't say too much. No, I'm learning right here. I'm like, okay, what you, what you guys talking about? No, because you're gonna have to. Gonna have to after because this. one of the reasons I was asking because I'm familiar, I'm pretty familiar with computer software, and, and like you said, there's a lot of different operators. Apple got their own operating system. Um, Windows, of course, is mostly for PC, and a lot of business. I know use Linux or Unix. But I think you know how stable the difference between the Unix um, operating system compared to Windows. That's why I was asking because I haven't dealt with Unix, but I do. I dabble. You sound Unix. like you have. <laughs> <laughs> I try, but it's not simple. Let's just say that. I, I just look, man. I, as far as the technical stuff, I know you guys are. You know, y'all, y'all engineers and y'all right, so and, and y'all work in the IT department. Yeah. Before, uh, well, I know Truth has done it at some point. I'm just, uh, I was just curious to know, um, what about like IBM, like that company? Like, what is that? What do they work with? I mean, they just basically do computers. It's like a regular company, but, but IBM mostly works with hardware. Oh, so yeah, they build sense. servers. Um, they build things like quantum computers. Okay. Um, they set up things for people, for customers to connect to their machines and use their compute power. Okay, okay. They don't make operating systems like that. All right, cool. Thanks for schooling me on that, cause, <laughs> and I, and I'm and I'm and I'm sure a couple of viewers they they just learned science too. No, definitely, yeah, because uh, most people think like where with the computer. Windows is part of the computer. Windows is just the pool, the software that let you do use the any program that you want to use. I guess it might make sense. I hope so. <laughs> it could be difficult to explain sometime. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, but it's cool. It's cool. So, um, how how do you get into this, Frank? Like, how how do you get into this business, this field? So, I actually went to college for electronics, electronics engineering. But at the time, a lot of the courses overlapped with computer science. Mm. And then right about the time when I was in college, the dot-com nonsense happened, and they were just hiring people like crazy. It was like, it was bad. It was people off the street. Hey, you know computers? You want a job? So I saw, basically saw the money there. (laughs) And I said, you know what? There's a lot more money in CS. Let me do some of this Unix, Linux stuff. Um, we had a Unix lab in our in our campus, so it was a natural transition, and I got my first job there. And on that job, did they help you, train you? I know you studied for that, but did you have to learn extra stuff? And then, what, you, they- well, it depends. If you mean like formal training, no, they just kind of throw you in there, and it's like good luck. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> but if you if you survive, you learn a lot, and now you can get. A better job and then you keep going and then you get certified what they have they have certification programs and if you get enough of those you stick them on your resume it impresses employers and then you know oh that sounds cool that's cool right yeah yeah no no it is pretty dope so what um besides i i know that um money could be a a, a great engine right or a great like a great reason for you to, you know, take on, you know, this opportunity. But is there any other reason that you felt like, you know, uh, that you wanted to take this career? Besides that, like, oh, is, did it feel like it's something that came natural to you because it was what you was working on? Nowadays, no, it's just money. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, in the old days, the reason I got into I, I really wanted to work on uh, secret projects, like secret computer projects. Okay. That's what got, that's what fueled my interest in it. But then over the years, they give you so much access that it's not really you, you're, you're secret in a, anymore. Yeah, you're like in abundance of that. Yeah. So, so I'm like, uh, yeah. everything I do is secret. This is boring now. So nowadays it's just, it's, I'm just chasing the money. All right. All right. That's good. I mean, I mean, it, it, and it's not wrong because, you know, money is what it is. So, <laughs> it, yeah, definitely. How long have you been um, in, uh, working for, well, uh, in this field? It's been about, it's been over 20 years. Okay. All right. So, I mean, I could see you're a vet now, man. Yeah, it's it's a curse and it's a blessing because you, on the one hand, people want you because they don't have to train you. But on the other hand, you get expensive and they don't want to hire you. They're like, wait, maybe I could hire that kid over there and just make him work twice as hard for half the money. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cause I, cause then I, there comes a point where you are, you know what your worth is. Yeah. So now you know when you go into these fields, you know knowing what your worth is, people don't, you know, they they get to think like, okay, is it worth it, or yeah. do I want to save some money and, and hire somebody else? I mean, I get, it. I mean, it, it does make sense. Uh, but did you felt that they did that to you when you first started working? Like, did they have you doing double the work since that they had the money to? So you have to constantly edge yourself above the competition. When I first started, they were hiring everybody. They didn't care. But as time went on and the bubble burst, then now they're more picky. So they're like, what makes you different from these other 500 applicants that we had? So you have to have your certifications in order. You have to have your experience. Um, you know, you write some articles here and there. Um, you post on some sites. You show them websites that you made. You show them what big companies you work for, and then you show your value. Yeah, that it makes sense. It's a good advice for our listener too. Yeah, and if, and if you're like if you're young and you're looking out for that, and then you 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 build up that resume, you have a bigger chance. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> like, it I sucks, man, but it is. Yeah, that's how I started. I remember I had a similar situation. Like I was working with somebody. I was like kind of the helper. When he quit, I took over his job. I was like. This is my opportunity to I could show my skill. Yeah. It kind of worked because I learned more, but it didn't work because they didn't pay me while we were making. Well, yeah, they're not going <laughs> to, if they're getting the work of three guys out of one guy, they're not going to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was the time I knew I had to leave the company. Yeah. And I, luckily I networked. I was able to leave the company. And I, the next company I went to, and I'm paying way more than I was asking for that company. That's the crazy part. Like, they would ask, give me what I was, I wouldn't say really asking for much. I just want asking a fair pay, at right, least. Right, right. But they didn't want to. And I gave it a three-week notice, and they were, like, still hesitant. Like, Even if they match the offer, my advice is you shouldn't take it. Because if you know an employee is not happy, and you match them just to keep them there, then in the background, they're probably looking to replace you. Oh, wow. Yeah, because they know he's going to ask for a raise next year and then another raise next year, and then we're not going to keep up with him. We might as well hire somebody new. So let's replace him now. Maybe we can get him to train his replacement. And then there you go. 
So you probably don't want to accept the counter. I mean, they think he even offered me. And, and the crazy part, then the new company I went to, they actually trained me to get certificates to one of the panels that I was working on. Mm-hmm. So I ended up working out much better. Like, if you feel that you're being overused in one company, you just start network, networking and look for another one. Yeah. I just thought about something. I mean, you probably know more than me, but I just thought about Tell it. Me. Like, the, the guy that, that quit, that's probably what was going on with him. He was probably asking <laughs> for a raise. They weren't giving it to him, so they hired you. Now he gets a training. Oh, you're the guy? <laughs> Yo, Chuva is the guy. I mean, I learned, I learned to, my skill got better, to be honest, once you got, but still, once I noticed that I was getting the same amount or even worse, like the, before I quit, I did one of the two biggest jobs the company has, like big projects. And I, and I think it even makes sense. I did the math because I know how much they were, I had an idea how much they were getting paid. That project was enough to pay me like for five years. So I was like, why would I stay? Right. So and I was doing two of those big projects. Wow. Uh, maybe I, I don't want to say too much of the, because but no, I, no, it was but a big it, project. No, but it's something that needs to be heard. I mean, you know, like um they do um sometimes they do use abuse and I'm I i do not well, I don't want to say abuse. Abuse is a big word. The thing is they thought I was gonna stay. <laughs> that I needed the job. They mm-hmm. I, I think you know that I was being underpaid. You gotta know your worth. That's a problem. Yeah. People don't even know that we underpay. And sometimes it's a bad thing where you show them that you know too much. That's another thing that I learned. Yeah. Uh, 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 or you think uh, I don't know? I feel like I heard that from a couple. Of nah, people, but it, I think that's right. It depends the type of work. Cause let's say you're like a janitor, and you know, like you're doing the work too fast. The boss ain't gonna appreciate that. They want you to be doing. You know, they want you to always be working. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? That. And, you're moving. Yeah, exactly. In that end, but if it's something that if it's like a skill that um you know like you can't that they can't get from you know the average person. Yeah. Then you know you want to show that so they could show your worth, and then you know like if you have to threaten them with you saying that you're gonna leave if they don't pay you, then you know they decide. You but know, the funny it, part is before I started even looking for a job, I actually asked for a raise, uh, and he, my boss, came back like two weeks later. He just gave me a regular pay raise, like the regular six month raise that you're supposed to get a one year raise. That's why they offer me. Uh, I was. I don't think he noticed, but I was angry in my head. Like, are you serious? I I know the how much my job is. Mm-hmm. I was working as a senior tech, where I was I started as a helper, and then I was still making almost the same as a helper. But it is what it is. But that's one of the main reasons I left because I know that they appreciate me. Yeah. So now one of the keys is like um, like uh, Devin said, man, know your worth, understand what your worth is, and you know, uh, move forward with that. Uh, shout out to Dev. Nice. Yeah, hopefully I will forget to put the <laughs> the link. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we definitely work on that. Uh, all right, so uh, what um is is there any other like uh plans that you have as far as uh you know like I know you're you're chasing the bag right now. <laughs> uh, is there any other plans that you have or anything that you have going on for you right now? So yeah, my my ultimately my goal is to live off of passive income. Um, so to that end, I invest in a lot of dividend heavy stocks. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm looking to expand some into real estate, but right now, of course, the interest rates are seven, eight percent. Yeah. Nobody really wants to sell and the fed is raising rates even more. So yeah, now's not the time to, 
get uh, loans for real estate. So right now I'm concentrating into stocks. Um, I have you know a couple of thousand shares that are paying me uh, quarterly, and it's not enough to live on. So that's really where I want to focus is getting more of my disposable income into that so that I can eventually live off of that income. Okay. And um what what like um what do you like to like invest on like what what kind of stocks? Like So the thing about that there's there's three things to look for. One, you want a stock that pays a decent dividend. Um so dividends are mm-hmm. typically paid quarterly. Um, I look for dividends above two and a half percent. So you get two and a half percent of your money per year. Yeah. Okay. Um, the second thing I look for is it has a lot of what's called options volume. So an option is if you have a hundred shares of a stock, you get to sell um, an option for somebody else to either buy your hundred shares for a certain price or sell you a hundred shares at a particular price. And you can make money off of that because in order to, to get the option from you, they have to pay you. So that's another way to get income. And when you sell those, uh, let's say you sell those stock or dividend, um, how would the tax work? Are they tax deductible? Or? They're, they're not tax deductible, but they're taxed at a different rate. Oh, okay. It's, are they tend to be higher? Than lower. Or, lower, right? Okay, that's dope. So damn, I can't actually get into that too. Yeah. I'm surprised I'm not into that. But wow. Uh, even with the, um, what do you sell the, you said the 100 shares? Yeah, if you have a block of 100 shares, you can sell an option on those shares. So what that means is, let's say I have 100 shares of, I don't know, ExxonMobil. Yeah. Or some stock, just as an example. Yeah. This is, this is not a this is not an ad, this is not a advice. I'm just using that as an example. Yeah, it could be Exxon, yeah. Shell, Shell any, anything. Yeah. yeah. So if I have a hundred shares of that, I can I can say to you, you can buy my hundred shares at this price if you want, but you have to pay me for the right to do so. Oh, okay. And then if it never hits that price, I just keep your money. If it hits that price, I still keep your money, but you get the shares at that price. Oh, that's dope. I, I never knew that's a lot of thing you could do and rules to it. I was thinking about um, <clears throat> trying to. I'm trying to think of the the wording, but isn't that like um, isn't that like you looking at you looking at the volume? Like, let's say you're buying it at a certain amount, whether it goes down or up. It's like you're betting. Is that it? Okay, you understand the concept correctly when you use the word bet. It, yeah, it's yeah. basically gambling. Okay. But as the shareholder, most of the risk is on the other guy. So mm. he's gambling on the price. Okay. I have the shares. That option could expire worthless. And then I just keep my shares and your money. Okay. So it's less of a, in my opinion, it's less of a risk. As far as gambling goes, it's it's more of generating more income for myself. Okay, I got you. I got you. It, <clears throat> and like, how how is how is that how has it been going for you now? Since you know, like the stock has been plummeted, you know. So you hold, you just hold it. Yeah, I I've just been holding on to all the shares. Um, I don't sell any options that would cause me to lose the stock. Mm-hmm. 
I would only sell options that where if I if he exercises the option, I get more stock. So it's more of like a, a gathering phase. When the stock when the stock market is plumbing like it is, I start it becomes cheap. So I yeah. just get more. Okay, you start buying okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It is I mean it is smart and, and you just gotta look at uh you know, where you're investing your money at. So my my next question is like how is it that you um how do you choose where you're gonna invest your money? Like what stock is, is the one that you're gonna choose? So what I use is a, it's called a stock screener. And anybody that has a brokerage account, they'll give you a screener. The, how good it is is up to the place. But they give you this program. It's like a little applet where you plug in the criteria you want. So I want something that pays 2.5% dividends. And the price is under 50 bucks. And, you know, their earnings were earnings per share this year was, you know, whatever. And you just plug in the numbers and the criteria. You press the button. It says, these are the 25 stocks that meet your criteria. Mm. And from there, you read the balance sheet of the ones that you think are good. And if it looks okay, there's no surprises. There's no, hey, we're getting sued. None of that stuff. Yeah. Then you, that's how I buy it. Okay, okay. All right. No, I mean, that's that's a pretty – it sounds like a secure way to – to you know, get to your financial I mean, if freedom. You no, know, if you how you do it, that's the thing. No, or you gotta. It's not a hundred percent secure, but it's better than throwing the dart. Yeah, yeah, just throwing it out there. All right, well, it made more sense. Wow. Yeah, no, that's good, man. That's uh, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty interesting. Uh, so, <clears throat> when um, do you have any idea of when you're gonna start getting into like the real estate? Like you have. Are you projecting the time frame? No, you know things are getting lower now. You, you know? can't you can't predict the Fed. So yeah. what you want to do is just wait. Um, a lot of inv- the the be- the biggest thing in investment is being able to weather the horrible news, mm-hmm. right? So right now I'm just waiting until interest rates drop. Um, there's less inventory on the market. Um, prices become something reasonable. Then you want to buy and then get into the market. Right now, I, I'm i not interested. It's hard to get into it because, like you said, it's at 7%. That's, I don't remember the last thing was 7%. It's, that's super high. It's, it's what did they say, 40 years? 40, maybe, yeah. I, I could be mistaken, but, but it was a long time. Yeah, because 7%. Even doing the 2008, um, um, oh, how you call it? <laughs> So I say a um, reception. Damn, I don't know why yeah, I forgot that word. The, 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 it went up, but it never went up to seven. Right, so, yeah. So I found that kind of ridiculous because I was thinking to refinancing and you lose money if you refinance right now. Yeah, a lot of people are what's called underwater. Like if you <clears> bought <throat> right before all of this started happening, that means your mortgage, the amount you owe on your mortgage is more than the house is worth. And they're like, what What happened? I, this is not, you know, people are panicking. So, yeah, you definitely don't want to, you definitely want to watch market conditions before you. Yeah, that's why you, it's important to hold. Like like you said, like in 2008, a lot of people lost the value of the house. I got. Yeah, yeah. And the only thing, that, that's the only option that you have. It's the same, I think, you know, it was the same as the stock. You just got to just Hold it out, I guess, till 
hopefully it, it go up. And with real estate, to be honest, it usually go up most of the time. Like yeah, I said, for the most episode. part, it, it always goes up. It's just it's rarely where you know it plummets. Yeah, but once in a while, there's always a chance. Like you said, with everything else, there's always a small chance that it could plummet. But yeah, I man, it's all a risk. You know, you just gotta. Uh, take on the smartest one that you could possibly take, you know? Yeah, calculator risk. Yeah. All right. So when 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 did you start thinking about um investing into your future? Like when when did that happen for you? <laughs> I started thinking about that when I encountered um it wasn't me, but a coworker of mine that was older, he started talking about what's called ageism. So you know how there's racism, sexism in the in the workplace. There's something called ageism, where a potential employer will have some applicants that qualify, and they'll look or determine the age of the applicant. And if you're too old, it's illegal. Yeah. But they, <laughs> you know, wink, wink, nod, nod. They're this guy, maybe not. Maybe these younger people. So. As you get older, you start to realize, one, they're gonna. I'm start to. I'm gonna start to encounter ages. Two, I can't do this forever. <laughs> I'm gonna get old, and I'm not gonna be able to work. So at a certain point, I wasn't even that old. At a certain point, I'm like, this is not gonna work for the rest of my life. I need to take care of myself. I need to have uh, at least a cushion. Mm-hmm. I need to have uh, a way to support myself in case one of the things that really got me was the Great Recession. Mm, yeah. When that happened, it's like terror. You can't get a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're too old, yeah. oh well. So that that was a that was a wake up call. Yeah. No, and I, I ask this question because it, it's funny because when you're like younger, like let's say you're in your twenties, you're not thinking about none of that. So we like and and I and I blame that to you know like our you know like our environments where we grow up and you know like we're not getting educated on on investing in your future. See, like for me, yeah, I, I just started um you know like getting my business at, at the age of twenty four, which you know I got applaud for it. Everybody was like you know hey, you know congratulations, you're young, you're doing you know, so. But little do they know, all I'm all I'm really doing is something that I'm already good at. So I was already good at selling. So I'm like you know might as well get a store for myself right and um but what happens is is that like i'm thinking to myself okay i mean i have a business so i could just have this and i'll be straight it wasn't until i you know got to the age of 30 31 where i'm thinking like you know what man i can't i can't be selling phones forever like i love what i do i I, you know like I, i i love attending clients i you know i have i have a knack for what i do but it comes to a point where it's just like, man, I can't live my life just working here. You know, like I need to, I need to work on, on having passive income, you know, and then I, and show my knowledge to people. That's something else that I'm learning now. I'm like, okay, I want to, now I want to show my knowledge to, to, you know, younger people that, you know, that are curious and wanting to learn in life what it is that they want to do. Because like, like I said, we're living, we're living in a society where we don't, we don't get, we don't like the the way that that the system is, like the school systems and all of this is 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 not built for us to work on our future. It's built in reality, bro. And 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 the more I see it, the more I'm realizing schools are built to for you to have jobs. Yeah.